I'm, I'm just going to give you a scripture, but we'll just touch on it. Right? Um, uh, 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Actually, I'm looking at verse 1 up to 17, but I'm not going to read. It's too long uh, to read it for now. But the key verse that we are talking, we're going to concentrate on is verse 17. It's the one that I'm going to read. But please read it when you get home and go through it from Second Chronicles chapter 20. But we'll, let's read together verse 17. In the translation that I have says, you will not have to fight this battle. Take up your position. Stand firm and see deliverance of the Lord. Uh, the Lord will give it to you. Judah and Israel, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out to the face, uh, go out to face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. Hallelujah. This is the reading of the word of the Lord this morning. But I'm tempted to go back a little bit to give you a background that lets us to come to these words on verse 17. Oh, hey. Now when I'm reading here and people are reading on the screen. Now before we come to conclusion or come to a point where we come as verse 17 God when he speak like this. Something happened previously. Because when you read from verse 1 the Bible tells us then followed this. This is what has happened. It means that before verse 1 in chapter 20 in chapter 19 something happened on the story. And they, they now now this, it was a continuing, continuing statement. Hallelujah. I like hallelujah. If there's no hallelujah, I'm sleeping in front of him. Hallelujah. Barcelona, yeah. indeed, the church anniversary is the time for reflection and an occasion for thanksgiving for God's steadfast uh, love and kindness upon us. As we gathered here today, the key thing, the very important thing for us today is to reflect on the occasion, to reflect where we come from. When we came in here this morning, there was a confession statement that was made that we need to do it every morning to refresh our, uh, our life with Christ. But when we celebrate, we reflect, we look back where we come from, where we are. And we're going to say, where, how far are we going to go from now on? As we look back, we should try to learn from the, our past. Hallelujah. What happened from the past? Some people who started 16 years ago are not with us here today. Some of the chairs are empty. And it didn't look like as if there's nothing that has happened for 16 years. Hallelujah. Some came and go. Some passed on. Some have started ministry. So we must look at that as a church. And then when we look at that, we must look back we should try to learn from our past and trust God for the present. Hallelujah. We trust God for the present. Where we are today, we still trust God on that. And 
another part there, we should be looking right ahead to the future. The past and the present. But from here today, we should be saying what will be our future. We must not rest church on our laurels, so to speak. Or to wallow and complain and regret. And ke uh, keeping in our mind that what was what, what things that has passed, that has never, we never gain on it. What we are doing it for future, what we are doing is for a future generation. Hallelujah. The church was here 16 years ago. 16 years has passed. But because we are looking for future, there's a generation that needs to come that we should take over from the pastoral leadership of this church and leader, uh, eldership of this church. That is why. The book of Philippians says to us, chapter 1, verse 10, part B of it. That says to us, we must stay relevant. So because we are looking for future, we must stay relevant, vibrant, and healthy so that we could be sincere. That's the word that Philippians has. Sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. Hallelujah. We must be spotless until the day of Christ. That's why the church it's so important to us that we should remain where we are. Now, the year was 750 before Christ. The place was in Jerusalem. The man with the name of Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, he was a good king. Hallelujah. He was a, a, a good king. Among the kings that were there in Judah and Israel, Jehoshaphat was the best king. He was the son of Asa. Now, during his reign, all the years that he reigned, it was peace. Hallelujah. It, it was a peaceful thing. There was peace and uh, prosperity because he was a man of the book. Hallelujah. He loved reading. He spent most of his time studying the laws of the Lord. He took all what he's supposed to have done. Now, this is a type of person. But what I like with him, he was a good man. More than anything, he wanted to do what God said. Anything that he wanted to do, he wanted to consult with God. Now, you, you remember, you know, if you begin to say I'm a good man, you remember what happened about Tatumukulu Jobo, the old man. The Bible says he was a good man. But where did he end up? Where did he end up? Now, the enemy doesn't like good people. We'll, we'll come back to that one. And because of that, God honored him for that commitment and made him great. Hallelujah. If you want to be great, commit to the Lord. The Bible said, his heart was courageous in the ways of the Lord. Since he's beginning his reign, he he was committed and courageous. He brought a lot of reforms. I need to give you the background. He made a lot of changes in Judah. And he even set out official to teach the word of God to the cities of Judah. So he didn't just sit by himself. He sent out missionaries out of people. It means that he produced people who wants to go on. Let's, let me look back at least 16 years you can see. There were people who were here are doing something for the Lord somewhere. Hallelujah. 
Now, the important thing, he ruled with wisdom. He ruled with wisdom. Because the Bible says, You fear the Lord. And not just wisdom, Pastor Zweli. He sought after God. Everything that he was doing as mentioned, he looks at. But look what happened. There was a crisis. He got a surprise one morning when he received. How many of us been trying to work for the Lord and get surprises one morning? Surprises one morning. You know, in that is it was your change. In that was a pinilla. You live somewhere and you had a crisis. He had a surprise attack from the southeast. Three nations suddenly move against Judah. Three nations. Now, the, the problem is that this, this king and his people, they were not used to fight. They didn't like to fight. They were not meant to do that. Now, when you see three nations come against them, uh, I don't know how many nations attack you every day. Please don't, don't, don't sleep till late and then you miss your train bus to work and you said it's attack. It's not attack. You are late. You slept over. Hallelujah. This man with all what he had, he was attacked by three kings, three nations. Cut against them. Now, it's difficult. Before you've been attacked, there should be, there will be some sort of meetings, arrangements, and strategic planning. How are you going to be attacked? Hallelujah. You know what I'm talking about. The Moabites, Ammonites, and Menudites came together without any owning. They crossed that, they make means they crossed the Dead Sea. You know, when that enemy attacks, it makes means. Please, when you are under attack, there were off efforts taken for you to be attacked. Your enemy attacks you. There was a, that, it was a plan. There was a strategy to attack you for that. Now, when he got the report, Jehovah got the report. They said, it's only one day or two days they'll be here. <laughs> when the enemy comes, you see, let's, let me tell you, sometimes we, you, we find ourselves in a struggle time. We find ourselves in problems. The enemy is coming slow. And it was lucky that some men stood up, prayer warriors stood up, said something is not right. The people are here already. Now when the news comes that the people are here, the key thing that came to him, that makes him to panic, they said the great army, Lord, multitudes, multitudes. Remember, when the demons attack people, it's not one demon. You remember the man that Jesus uh, cast out the demons to him? There were 5,000 in one man, demons. So when the devil attack, he makes sure he bring everything that he has. He throw in all the bombs that he could do. 
just only to destroy you and to say your God is nothing. Your God is nothing. Now, one other thing that was I noticed here, the enemy was personal. He didn't come and attack the nation of Judah only. They wanted this man because he ruled peace. Hallelujah. He, was, he became personal to, 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 to Jehovah because he wanted to have, see the true colors of him, but forgetting that this guy always sought the advice from God. Now, what happened when you receive news that the enemies are here? What is going to happen? Just think quickly. The first thing that came, he had to battle in his mind. Firstly, he was shocked, afraid. Fear came. Fear came. When you've been attacked, when things are not, the first thing you begin to panic, you still get, a, you get frightened. The battle is coming on your way. How do we respond to that? What type of battle are we all, all of us sitting here this morning are going through? But what, do, what is our response? Had a problem. How will you do in this situation? What you do in this situation? But this man of God gave a credible response. Example. To live with faith. When the church has been attacked, when the individual Christian has been attacked, the first thing that must emerge in your life is faith. That's the first thing that must come. Right? And then, it was a decisive moment. Where you need to take decision. Some of us, we end up cover up situations how we go through. We don't talk. We don't share with anyone. Some give up. By they, others panic. Others, they still deny that they've got a problem. Yeah. You can say he's got a problem, but he denies it. No, it was wrong. Now, how did he respond? Now, what, how he, he, he responded? He inquired to God. That was the secret that he said, but but what is important to me this was a decisive moment not a crisis that destroy men what destroy men is what we do and how we respond right how we do for instance let me just give an example we lay hands to many people in our church services Pastor, we go all out, see you know, sweat and pray and go all that thing. But if that person enters Zweniak in his heart, he doesn't connect with the prayer, it's useless. Next week, he's still coming with the frame room. The first few moments, shock comes, panic comes, state of comes. The first hours, the first days, the way you respond, Will, be, will work against us. 
how you respond. As Christians, most of us lasted for 16 years because we didn't panic. We didn't want to fight. Now this man come to him. He sought the Lord. Now, he set himself to seek the Lord. He make his what he's used to do. Before he even consult the congregation, he sought, he seek the face of the Lord. Meaning that by his own personal devotions. The church, this church, in order for us to go another 200 years from today, we must have our personal devotion with the Lord as, a, as members. He didn't call the congregation to say, what should we do? No, he started to consult with the Lord personally. Now, if we are leaders, good Christians, we should seek the Lord. Then we can expect God to do great things when he's be, uh, to his people, and especially the leaders of the people that seeks God. Now, there were people, even before, he learned from some other people. In Corinthians 11, verse 16, for instance, the faithful remnant of Israel, the people who were faithful in Israel, to the same book, they called upon the Lord. The people of Judah under the king Asa, as well, in the same book, they called. King Hezekiah called to the Lord. King Josiah called to the Lord. This attitude is summed up one thing. People must seek. The Bible say to us, in order we should survive and go um, sustain the word of God in our hearts, we must seek. Jesus said in, book, in the book of Matthew, seek ye first. Batampili, funanukal. Seek ye first. The first thing that as a church we must do, we must seek. Seek ye first. The kingdom of God, ah, the kingdom of God, when you find it, check inside the kingdom of God, there is righteousness. Because you can find the kingdom of God, but there's no righteousness. Hallelujah. And then when you find it, the rest of the thing that, oh, Shotangazo, they will follow you. <laughs> the rest shall come. Alright? Seek the kingdom of God, and the rest shall just follow you. As you walk, they will follow you. As you walk. That is why David said, surely, surely I am sure goodness and mercy shall follow you. They will never overtake you. When you get the kingdom of God, Bazaran, listen to what I'm saying. And his righteousness, the rest shall follow you. Now, the problem that we are facing as a church, we want the rest before the kingdom. We want the rest before the kingdom. Alright? The rest follow as one and the kingdom follow. No, it doesn't work. Because even John said, the kingdom of God is here. Repent. It's nigh. It's just closer to us. Now there should be an attitude of us to sum up this word of seek. And this book comes ties in the Hebrews. The key word means that to us. It's most to worship. Because there's no way you can see God and don't worship him. Now this is our two. The reason why we are here in this place. Why you had this building. 
with only one purpose to worship the Lord. Come and seek his face. But because when we are going through battles, oftentimes we decide to rush into them and figure everything out of our own. We decide, conclude. We just end up having our own. Understanding and said, no, you've been bewitched for that. But this man was afraid. But when he's afraid, he turned his face to the Lord. It's difficult today, especially after the pandemic. After this, what we call COVID, it's so difficult for people even to go to church. But what is poor because they see other people, they didn't realize themselves they put masks, but they saw other people full of church said, and things are not right. Now the word fears means terror, fright, intimidation. Huh? Become intimidated. How do you seek? How, when the enemy comes, you become so frightened, even, even afraid to say something. Now, three things that came in him. He was afraid, like I've said. It's okay to be afraid. Nothing wrong. It's a natural human reaction. Hallelujah. It's shocking. I was, uh, when I was reported last time that they broke in, in, the, in our church here and they removed some stuff, they took things themselves. I reacted with shock. Shock. I was not here. I would imagine if the people, uh, people could have come find me in the, in the, in the, in the church and steal why I'm looking to be worse. Terrible. I could have been hospitalized, I'm sure. <laughs> but what do you do? Question, what do you do with your fear? If you are, you are having fear, we are sober. What do you do with fear? We sab. Because you carry it with you. Whatever way you go, you carry fear. You, we have to sab anything if you go. Yeah? I don't know whether should I tell this one. When I grew up, we were living in a farm area. And then my father believed too much to these things, autogolosi and all those things. Because I still want to meet him one day before I die. Utokolosh. Uh, and then uh, these people came in our house and they come and do whatever that they normally do to check things are not right in the house. So I was still a young boy. And then the old lady who was there who brought this thing, he said to us, he said to my parents, Utokolosh uh, lapendli. All right. And um, I was told that the hammer no fanum fishan. Now, because of it's almost like a makaya, another house is there, another house is there. Now, we used to visit each other like boys, play till late and go back home. Now, there was a wind blowing, and sometimes because the grass ended up growing, and there's these plastic checkers around, and the wind was blowing the, uh, the paper or something. Hey, get that one. Then when I hear wash wash, I said, Nanku Tokolo, she's next to me. So fear ruled my life. I could not do anything because I was afraid. But what do you do about that? When you face your battles, give your fears to the Lord. Hallelujah. Give it to the Lord. I'm here today to tell you don't fear. If you, you fear is normal, but give it to the Lord. 
Now he saw the Lord, he said, I'm limited. Now I can't go beyond this. Uh, and, but I know you, God, we are limitless. This man didn't call the generals and the captains and whatever to seek advice from them. He didn't want the military or bring the bombs and said, no, let's attack. He said, no, wait first. But all I need is for us to wait upon the Lord. Right? Silinde, silinde lunkulunkul and wait upon him. He didn't try to reform a strategy or form a strategy to save his own people. He didn't ask other people to come and join. Right. Let's look how he prayed in short. He decided to seek the Lord, then he began to pray. It's where we should do, uh, we should start as a church. Sikale utandas, ukuleka. We must pray. He begin to pray now. All right. Then how did he pray? He prayed on his devotion. When he was done, then he called the congregation. Hallelujah. He involved the congregation. He said to them, come, let's gather and offer prayer to the Lord. Hallelujah. And offer prayer. During these difficult times that face us today, we need to call upon the Lord. All right? Hallelujah. When you check verse 7, they remind God something here. He asked God, he said, did you not, do you not, our God, drive out the inhabitants of his, inhabitants of this land before your people? Remember what you have done. You've been doing, you've been good. When, 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 fears grabbed us. We should go straight to God and said, remember, but the song that you normally sing said, when I remember what the Lord has done, I will never go back. So when, even if when troubles comes, when temptation comes, when trials come, we still go to God and remind him. Now he remembered the past and he had to look forward with confidence. Is what we must look, with confidence. Hallelujah, church. With confidence. Said, I know what Job said. I know my Redeemer lives. Harobali. He doesn't slumber. He doesn't sleep. He's always awake. He said, he said, he reminds him because he knows how good is the God. There are moments and times when I can look to see that God has already done. It's so amazing in my life. As a person. Amazing. Sometimes I can feel like going back. I said no. But when I look what the Lord has done. I will never go back. This not mean every time God will work the same. Sometimes he delays. He took time before he raised Lazarus from death. But when do you do? Do you blame other people when you are going through troubles? Let's stop doing that. Consult the Lord. Don't go into depression, Bazalwan. Just because you, you, got, you, you are being attacked. He didn't do that. Try, try to solve it. We know what we normally try. We try to solve it in the natural means. All right? I'm going to close with this. He started to pray. Hmm. 
He started to pray. He reminded God. Now, how did he remind God? He reminded God with his relationship that he had with God. Now, it's nice to have a relationship with God so that when troubles or, or, or attacks comes in your life, you can remind him. He reminds him about the friendship that he had with Abraham. He said, it's you. You have a friend to Abraham. I want to strengthen this church to say 16 years is, has passed. You still now to begin another journey. And the journey that we are, we are heading through now is a journey that we should build to another generation that come. He reminded God of Abraham's covenant with God. How long? Abraham passed on long, long ago. But he reminded him. He reminded him about the covenant that he had. The covenant that he had. And he, he, he reminds him also about the promises. Our God is not a man that he can lie. He doesn't lie. When he said he'll do this thing, he's going to be like that. Hallelujah. We say he kept his eyes on God. And he prayed to receive. Now the Bible says in verse 12, our eyes are upon you. Hallelujah. Our eyes are, is upon you. We are looking at you. Nobody else. This is what us as a church we need to do. Let's, then I like the uh, Sisutu version said, on the hills. We, we, you know, our eyes must be there. The only thing that we must not be distracted is when we look upon uh, to the Lord to hear what the God, uh, our God says. He did that because he knew that the battle is, the battle was God's. It's not our battle. I said on the key verse, stand still. Stand still is what he said on, the, on, the, on that other verse when we started. He said, don't fear. You will not have to fight. The battle is here. The battle is here. You don't have to fight. I, I tried to put it, summarize the first verses when we start. But the verse that I want us to deal with it now is this one. You will not have to fight. Right. You don't have to fight. When, when, when they curse you, they sway you. You don't have to fight. You don't have to fight if they don't give offerings in the church. You don't have to fight even if they criticize you. You don't have to fight even the devil said you are about to die. You don't have to fight. The nice part of the whole uh, uh, teaching here is that you don't have to fight. Because you don't have power. Don't fight. You don't have to fight. Come on, so among he said, you know, there's a different difference between the war and the, uh, uh, the, the battle. Now he said to him, because you are not ready to fight, all I need to do is take your position. Church, we must be well positioned. We must be well positioned. 
We are standing here today, as you listen to our bio, my bio, that over 20, almost 20 years, I'm still standing to the promise. Don't be shaken. Don't, you don't have to fight. God should, could have said to this church, stay in your church, stay in your place and pray. But he said you must come. Come. Take your positions. I don't know how many of us who are ready today from 17 years to go further. Other years. On the right position. The reason why we panic, the reason why we are afraid is because we are not in the right position. We are not well positioned. Now he said, if we are positions, stand firm. Ah, stand firm. Stand firm. What does that mean to us? You are being positioned, take your position, don't stand firm. And another important thing, then you must see. You cannot see anything or the deliverance of the Lord that's going to give you if you don't take your position. If you fight your own, with your own strength, Bazalan, you'll never make it. If you don't stand firm, you'll never, never, never make it. Hallelujah. Understand, Bazalan? Now he said to them, take your position. You take position even if they left you alone in the church. Even if there's no more worshiping team. Even if brother Ephraim is no more on the keyboard. I know him only. He's been here for many years. If he's no more here. He's the one of the um, uh, <laughs> ancestors of this place. <laughs> so, I, I'm happy to see people like him. When you come here, at least you can identify. Nomkaya uh, wa the reason why I come here, I like this Kosa people. Everyone is Mkaya, is family. Once you see him, Kosa, I, we family, right? When. And you'll remain like that for the rest of your life. Hallelujah. Take up your positions, stand firm, see the deliverance. Yours is to observe. Hallelujah. See, see, the deliverance. Nothing. You don't have to do anything. Now, you see, you must wait all these things. The dust, the wars, the battles. You must wait like a tree planted enormous next to and very few Christians during hard times they sustain. Then this was the prayer the Lord said, how God responded to them. And he further said to them, Do not be afraid. Because he, he saw him panicking. Some that you want to give up. Said so, no, 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 no. Don't be afraid. How many, this word has been used many times. Some writers are saying 365 
times in the Bible, 366 around there, they are battling around, some scholars are talking about. It means that every day of your life, fear not. Every day, you fear nothing. That's why David says, even if I can walk, even if I can walk in the shadow, not in the death, he said in the shadow of and in divinity, in the shadow of death, I'll fear nothing. Nothing. And God emphasized this to this king and said, don't fear. I'm here also to say to you as a church, fear not. And then he said to, in the book of uh, um, same Psalm, I'll be with you. I'll be with you. It doesn't, doesn't say to you, fear not. But he said, don't be discouraged because he saw him discouraged. Some of us are discouraged now. Some of us, it's difficult even to come back to church. Some of us now used and uh, uh, <laughs> like what is happening outside. Nobody but. But he said to him, if you are not afraid, and don't be discouraged. Have courage. Gain courage. He said that to Joshua. Have courage. From now on, a church from today, see a hammer, a sisali. Today is the day that the Lord is come, uh, brought to us to be, to be fearless and have courage. And he said, "Now, finally, now I want you to do this from tomorrow, from now on." I know now. He said to go out, face them. Tomorrow. Not when. <laughs> Every day God still tells us. Go now and face them. But let's go and face it. Let, let's, let's face the situations. Let's face our trials and, and you know, tribulations that you're good. Let's face the enemy in front of us. We've got a lot of enemies. It might not be COVID only. But you've got enemies. You know every day something crop up. Enemy can come out of your house. Can be your wife. Can be your husband. Can be your children. Can be your immediate families. But he said, go out. I don't know how many of us this morning who are ready to go out. Out. In spite of all that we read from chapter, <laughs> from verse 1 up to verse 17, uh, 16. All those scary things that we learned today. But he said to him, you stand firm, take your position, you don't have to fight. How am I going to win if I don't fight? How am I going to win it if I don't have to fight? Remember, even the, during the time of the Israelites, the Bible says, in one point, he said to them, be still, be still. And know. See, that's the problem. You must know the God that you serve. is the God that gives courage. But go and face them. Go and face them. Don't shy away. Don't run away. Go and face them. Tomorrow. <laughs> Tomorrow. Now, this one is different than the Lady that could not uh, have a baby said a year from now on. It's not a year. Tomorrow. 
without fear. Get your position. Right? Gain courage. I'm going to work for him. I'm going to do all my level best. In spite of what I'm going through. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know how many of us this morning who are willing, who are ready, who are ready to stand up for the Lord. And when things are coming against us, we remind God, remember us. You remember the day I came to you. These are uncertain days. Things, we'll never know what is going to happen tomorrow. Uh, but we have to win the battle. The battles that we never fought for. We win, but we never fought for. We never fought for that one. But father my father had to win Zimbabwe. Sorry, Zimbabweans who are here. I'm saying, but had to win one year. But they fought for that. When we listen to the coach of uh, Zimbabweans, he said, they fought. My boys fought. Hallelujah. They fought. But us, we don't have to fight. We don't have to fight. The job is gone. Don't fight. Don't get scared. Don't, don't, don't have fear. Gain courage instead of. The question is this. Simple question that I want to ask. Do you trust God? Do you really trust God to that extent? How do you see yourself? Do you see yourself powerless? This is a question that you should ask to yourself. How do we see that? How do you react in crisis? We should answer these questions every day. We ask Tina, Rapangisa, man, Rapakisa, who Araba, the speed. Said, Wabona, Udi Tangi, Jane Gumzalwan. Otherwise, if you Zumzalwan, I'll show you my true colors. What do you do? In a crisis, do you worship? You said, do, do you worship? Because this guy started to worship God. And other question is that, what, what does God do during the crisis? He fight the battle for us. It's a good answer. He fight for us. He fight for us. And uh, so they didn't need large army. Now, let me give you the last uh, medications. I call it antibiotics all the time. Firstly, admit your helpless conditions. Admit that you are helpless. So that you should be able to be <laughs> helped by other people. We should pray for you. We should teach you. Admit that. Two, stop complaining. And start praising. It's worthy to be praised. This is what you should shout in a loud voice. Three, stand still. Come in and out and complaining and do all these things. Or Swarisa's DD, man. Yeah? Please, st you stop that. You confuse people. And this is what the devil wants. You stop. You see, Pastor stand still. And if you stand still, you see. The salvation of the Lord. And you'll come up next Sunday and stand up and say, no, MC, I want to share the testimony. 
I've seen the deliverance. The reason why we cannot be delivered, we haven't seen it. Stand still. When you stand still, you can set up an ambush and defeat your enemies. When you stand still. When you stand still, you can help the helpless. He can deliver his people. He can deliver you in ways you have never dreamed of. Never dreamed of. Pastor Zueli is a testimony. I'm trying, I'm, trying, I'm trying to run away from that, but I have to close with that one. We never dream of sleeping in the bed, seeing people passing. I don't know where they were going, but no more. And still stand until today. He can deliver his people. He can put a baby in the manga and make the baby to save the nation, the whole world. As the song says, what a mighty God we serve. We serve a mighty God. We serve a living God. Now we should rejoice as children of God. In closing, let us have confidence in God who began the good work. He started this work 16 years ago. He has begun and established this church 16 years ago. Let's have confidence on him. And God will bring it to completion in God's time. Hallelujah. In God's time. He started it. But he can do it with you. I want to say to you this morning, congratulations. And may God be with you in your ministry. May God be with you as you continue a new journey again. Next time when we come here, we should be saying, we have so many years. We should have more testimony. From next week Sunday, there will be more testimony of people are saying, one the cleaner, uncle, uncle. One the Londolos. He was with me the last 16 years. He's still with me today. There should be somebody who's not here. Who said, I was prayed in this church. I was prophesied in this church. But I, the Lord is still good to me. Congratulations. Congratulations. Let's build confidence. Can we stand and just make this prayer for you? Let's lift up our hands.